podcast. Oh yeah, hey. Welcome back to the Nightmare Girls. I forgot what we were called for a Unlucky second. Unlucky <laughs> episode 13. Ooh. Ooh. Right? And yes. it's coming out on a Friday. Oh my god. Ooh. Well, it's not, it's not going to be Friday the 13th, but we'll make it Friday the 13th for all of it, you. Yeah, yeah, it's our Friday the 13th. Ha, yeah. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's everyone doing? You know, we're doing okay. Sorry, my nose got really itchy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're doing good. Nothing to report. How are you, Meg? I'm good. Yeah. I think if... <laughs> I mean, Anna, Anna and Rose know this because I was talking to them for like 20 minutes before we actually started recording. I'm like mm-hmm. not fully present today. Like my body's here. I can talk. I can somewhat think, but not really. Like processing things is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're having a day. We I are. also am recording in a new location because I started mm. a new job that is very Yay! exciting. But um, I'm afraid the audio quality won't be the best. <laughs> um, I apologize. Damn, that aesthetic high ceiling. I know. I'll apologize to whoever's recording because I can already tell there's like background noise picked up on my audio. Oh, you mean so, editing? Yeah. Oh. That's what did okay. I say? You said recording, but it's okay. Like I said. Yeah, um, same thing. What, wait, what did I say before? That was um, no, no thoughts, no... No pants, no thoughts, just wine. Right. That's Meg's new, That's uh, new life motto. Life motto. <laughs> yep. Especially this week. <clears throat> I feel like there's something we're gonna like talk about. I do, oh oh well, I can think of one thing before we get started. Oh, um, okay. It's not up like while we're recording this, but when the episode's posted, I'll probably post it tomorrow. Um, we actually now have an official drinking game, which is cool. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. Rose, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, so my wonderful sister-in-law um, sent me this drinking game she made as like a little happy birthday, happy Virgo season, happy spooky season. Um, and it's got like all of our um, more hilarious habits and some of our more annoying ones <laughs> so that um, you can get properly shwasted while listening to us. As you should. <laughs> Indeed. I, my favorite is just rats. Yeah. That's like one of the things. Do you just drink when rats? I think it was yeah. Chug. I think Chug was really <laughs> Chug? Yeah. It was Chug. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. No, it's very fun. It's also stuff that like, like what I think one of the ones for a drink was like Meg talked about going on like a trip or something. And like, I, did, <laughs> I, I really thought about it and I was like, wow, every episode I do say we should take a trip here. So you do. Yeah. It's so true. it's very fun. Um, you guys should go check it out. And thank you so much to Adriana for making that. Mm-hmm. It honestly made all yeah, of our days. Seriously. It's so funny. Um, honestly. <laughs> and feel free to play along, honestly, if you want to. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be with an alcoholic beverage if that's not your thing. Or if you're underage, mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, sisters of mine that listen to this. Um, <laughs> you can play with, like, water <laughs> or lemonade. Um, you, you actually <laughs> might die. You actually might die if you play <laughs> this game. That's um, true. Yeah, but it's very But funny. if anyone does, please report back to us. Like, I want to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, how drunk do you get? Yeah, yeah, we would like to know. Also, maybe, I mean, we, we keep talking, we keep joking that we should go live on the Instagram and do something funny. Maybe we can, like, listen back to an old episode and play. That'd be fun. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I'm into that. Yeah, but that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I also feel like there is something else, but I don't know what it is, Anna. <laughs> okay, well, let's just jump into it. Okay, maybe I'll remember halfway through. Yeah, and that's fine. Just cut us off, you know, if we're talking. Um, mm-hmm. Oh wait, I'm gonna take a sip of wine before we we start. Ooh, me too. I'm gonna take a chug of wine. Oh, you <laughs> did say rats, so 
That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Strong. Chugging wine is an experience, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially especially red. red wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't condone that either. <laughs> we do it, but we don't condone we it. We do it. That doesn't mean you should follow our example. Like I said, this yeah. is a girl that said, um, at least made, no pants, no thoughts, just wine. So <laughs> think about your life choices carefully. Anyway. I do really want that on a t-shirt, though. Me too. Me too. Rose? Rose? <laughs> yes. Sign it? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, that, maybe that, I guess, um, Rose has been trying to design a fun t-shirt for all yes. of us, yeah. which will be exciting. So. so when I get that done, that'll be up on Redbubble. Yes. And we'll post about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. So. Meg. Yes. Please tell us what you're going to talk about, because you've been holding us in suspense for a Yay. few days now. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is, actually, I think this is a good one to do for number 13, because I didn't know when I should talk about this thing, because it's a thing, not a place, mm-hmm. and I have, I've been debating, because it's something that I know a lot of people that are probably, you know, into the paranormal or, like, haunted things definitely are, like, aware of this thing, and... I just, like, didn't know, like, because I didn't want to do it, like, first, but I also didn't want to do it, like, after too long, because, you know, got to get people interested. So, (laughs) and and my sister, Tara, you're listening, Tara, which I know you do, hello. Um, Hi, Tara. She has been begging me to talk about this because we, and everyone that has a drink, prepare yourselves, we've been talking about taking a trip to go see this thing. Because um, I actually have family that, like, lives in the area now, so, Yeah. So I'm going to be talking about Robert the Doll. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. Yes. So I'm very Dude, excited. Yes. Um, back to Haunted <laughs> Dolls we go. As you know, we love that here on the Nightmare mm-hmm. Girls. Sure. So much. Um, most of this information, because I'm going to copy Anna and state my sources, even though I should have been doing this all along. Um, <laughs> I'm just a trendsetter. You, re- you really are, and it's incredible. <laughs> um, so I got most of this information from ghostsandgravestones.com, which has been a favorite of mine. Most of other stories have come from there as well. And then also robertthedoll.org, because he does have a website that is a .org website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they do like a tour, right? So he's in a museum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. It's okay. very interesting. No, no. Oh my God. No, no. You're good. You're good. Um, I also like the more I think about Robert, I actually truthfully do not know who is the scarier doll, Robert or Annabelle. And I'm not trying to disrespect either of them because I know disrespecting them leads to some like nasty things. But like, utmost <laughs> yes, respect I, for both. <laughs> I will because like I mean I was thinking about it. The real Annabelle doll does not look like what the movie Annabelle doll looks like. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. looks more like a raggedy Anne. Robert looks crazy. Like, sorry, Robert. I'm truly sorry, but like you, like I, he just does not like. He looks like grade A haunted doll. He's scary. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually gonna. Send I you respect a Robert. <laughs> yeah, you better. Right. No, you honestly better. Um, I'm gonna send you a picture though of Robert the doll. Give me one moment, please. Yeah. Okay. There he is. Yes. There he is. So that's a picture of Good Robert. Robert. <laughs> I'm also sending another picture that I will explain in a moment, but it's not like that. It's not a scary picture. So, for those of you listening at home that are maybe, well, maybe not at home, maybe like you're in your car or something, um, I'm going to describe what Robert looks like. If you don't have the opportunity to look at the photo of him right now, it will be posted on our Instagram at Nightmare Girls Podcast if you're interested. But basically, Robert is a, quote, one-of-a-kind doll who was handmade by the Steiff Company of Germany. I guess that's, I don't know if that's, I hope that's how you say that. How's it spelled? S-T-E-I-F-F. 
Steif. That sounds German, right? Yeah, that sounds yeah, German. That sounds enough. right. Okay. Sorry, Germans out there. Um, we actually do have a couple of European listeners. I don't know if you guys have looked at oh, our... Oh, yeah. Really? Hello, Europeans. Yeah. Uh, Hello. Hello. Yeah, which is... Thanks like, for jumping over the pond. Yeah. Um, super random. Sorry, we disrespect you like every week because we don't really pronounce <laughs> anything. But anyway, um, so Robert was made by this German company in the early 1900s. He's about 40 inches, um, which is a little bit more than three feet. And he's stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior, which is what I just sent. Oh, uh, okay. So I was okay. like, why did you send us like hay? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I just wanted you to see. So you can kind of get a feeling for what he feels like as well if you're like to hold him. Ugh. Which like you. I don't you like can't. it. Yeah. It looks. It kind of. It looks like hay, like Anna said. Um, and I'll post that as well on the Instagram. Um, but he also wears a sailor suit, and at one point in time, he had painted on features like that of a jester. If you look at him yeah. now, he's very much so like aged he's about 110 Mm -hmm. over 110 years old right now so he's he doesn't really have eczema he got eczema actually it looks like he has some sort of skin condition sorry robert but we can recommend some lotions for you over at the market for a new one day over six (laughs) looks a little bit crusty he looks like a life-size child like he looks just like a child like in a haunted story like a a child returned into a doll well it's funny it's funny that you say that rose because um, I mean, he's actually modeled after the boy that he was made oh, for. Right, um, right. Or at least it's suggested because he he is like the size that he is and he like looks uh-huh. this way. Um, and he also, um, if you're looking at the picture, he holds a little stuffed doggy of his own, which yeah. I think is funny. And that dog also looks like a rat. So, <laughs> what? Um, Ew. The dog's eyes are creepy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if the dog has a name, but sorry to the dog. Sorry to Robert. Again, I'm just going to keep apologizing. Right. We'll get to why yes. I'm apologizing later. Just don't talk bad about Robert is the moral of the story. Period. But anyway, back into... I called him crusty. Am I in danger? Yes, you are, yes. actually. Apologize so, right I... now. Sorry, Robert. Yeah. You're not crusty. You're dewy. You glow. You glow. You glow, girl. We can recommend some <laughs> highlighters for you to bring out the complexion. Anyway, <laughs> so where are, where are you, what's even happening? Okay, so I was talking about his his constant companion, as it has been put everywhere, um, was a little boy named Robert Eugene Otto, who went by Gene. Um, also, I should mention, this story takes place in Key West, Florida. So that's where this is all mm-hmm. happening. But Robert was made in Germany, for reference. Um, so Robert and Gene were always noted to be best friends as Gene grew up. Kind of like any child gets attached to a toy, especially I think a doll like that is somewhat made after you also holds mm-hmm. a lot of attachment. Um, so they spent quite a bit of time together, but there's always always was something a little off with the doll. So there are a lot of conflicting reasons as to um, why Robert is the way Robert is. Some people think that a servant practiced voodoo on the doll and then gave it to um the auto family to give to gene and then brought that like bad energy in the house because I, I watched a video that said mrs auto was like not kind to a lot of the servants uh, so that might be the case and a lot the voodoo theory is very heavily believed but then there's also the belief that um the auto family and like gene specifically just placed a lot of emotional energy on robert because he was <laughs> spending so much time with him and, you know, children go through, like, a wide range of emotions constantly. Mm-hmm. So he – and he also often blamed childhood mishaps on the doll. But there really is a strong suggestion that maybe these were not childhood mishaps at all. And actually Robert's doing all along. 
So let's get into one of the events that like really triggered this. So it was said that the first sign that something was up with Robert was one night Gene was like around, he was around 10 years old in the story. Um, he woke up in the middle of the night and saw Robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. No thanks. And it is said that moments later after Gene woke up like this, um, Gene's mother down the hall, who was also in bed, her, began to hear Gene like screaming for help and was also hearing sounds of like furniture moving around Jean's bedroom. So she obviously like got out of bed and ran down the hall and she tried to get into the room, but the door was locked and she was like yanking on it and Jean's screaming and there's all this furniture, these like furniture sounds. And eventually she manages to yank the door open and she finds Jean curled up in a ball, shaking in fear on his bed. Um, and his room is in like utter shambles. Like furniture is like overturned. It's like not where it's supposed to be, except for Robert who is sitting at the edge of the bed. Mm-hmm. The only words that Jean could manage after this incident um, was the phrase, Robert did it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So this phrase became quite common from Jean um, as other strange things began to happen in the house. Um, he would usually use it to explain away something strange or destructive that would happen in the house. So, like, similar incidents to this but also other things that like could very easily be played off as like oh that's just a child getting up to trouble um but Mm -hmm. gene said robert did it quite a lot and it was usually just assumed to be a child's way of excusing the misbehavior but there were just like so many odd things going on with robert beyond all these like weird destructive potentially like gene actually doing this moments um that suggest otherwise so like gene's parents would hear gene upstairs talking to the doll and he would get a response back in a totally different voice. And at first they thought that, like, this was Gene, like, doing two voices. But then yeah. there was one time, I guess, one of them actually, like, saw the doll speak. And they saw his no. expressions change. And, ew, and, ew. Yeah. And, like, the voice was, like, I, um, like a video I watched, too. The It was said that the voice was, like, kind of deep. And, like, Gene as a 10-year-old little boy oh, could no. not produce that voice. Oh my gosh. So, and then they would hear, this was quite frequent, they would hear the doll giggling, and there were, like, many, many reports of them, like, catching Robert, like, running up the stairs, or, like, staring out of an upstairs window, so, just, like, really freaky doll stuff. And, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, this almost, to me, seems, again, like, not to, not to say Annabelle is not scary, but, like, this is, like, way more than I feel like Annabelle did, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken. Yeah, it's he's much more active. Yes. It yeah. seems like he well they it's they said that they saw Robert move and yes. like Annabelle just kind of like would show up in a different place. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. Like, and like they're hearing the voices and like I mean, Robert clearly wasn't trying to hide the fact that he was like doing things either if he's like running mm-hmm. up the stairs and like no. <laughs> blatantly like throwing furniture around. I feel like Robert was way more active than Annabelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't feel like that is an incorrect claim. And I'm not saying that one is scarier than the other, because I guess depending on, like, who you interact with, like, at least, like, Annabelle, mm-hmm. you kind of know there's, like, some, like, Satan, like, demonic things going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's up with Robert. Right. And that, that question is never really answered either. So. It reminds me a lot of um, the, not just the boy, but the boy, too, Mm. Remember when we saw it in uh, theaters and it scared me like half to death? Yeah, <laughs> that, was the, that was the last movie we all saw together mm-hmm. before um, COVID. Right, hit. Brahms. Brahms. What a weird 
Yeah, because it was like, oh, it's just a toy, but then like the kid yeah. like started blaming things on the doll. And, like, yeah, that's very similar. Yeah. And the doll was like shaped after the boy, just like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I think Robert Actually, is, uh, I mean, his skin glows more, but also he's yeah. creepier. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, mm-hmm. also, now that we're talking about dolls and things, this actually makes me think of, I don't, I can't remember if I made you guys watch this or not, because I've made so many people watch it, but um, there's this episode of Goosebumps, the or the R.L. Signs The Haunting Hour, yep. I guess specifically. You've made us watch this. Yeah, so let me, mm-hmm. let me tell this story if you haven't seen this. Um, when this show premiered, and I don't remember what channel, I think it was on like Discovery Kids or whatever when that was like a thing, um, I, I, like as a... I think I was in, like, middle school when it came out, or, like, early high school. I was not, like, as into horror things as I am now, so I was very easily scared. And, like, Rose and Anna could tell you, like, I still watch horror movies, like, through my fingers, but I, I mean, I, I still, but I enjoy them, and I'm not, like, gonna be, like, up for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks watching them. Mm-hmm. I was, I was more like that, like, I would, I would, like, not sleep for, like, a week if I saw something scary back then. So... When this show was, like, coming out, obviously I was still intrigued by all this stuff, which is how we ended up here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know, I'll watch the premiere, and it's, like, might as well during Halloween season, because I think it premiered, like, around, like, the week of Halloween. And so the first ever episode of R.L. Signs the Haunting Hour is this episode where there's this little girl, and she's, like, very spoiled, and she's, like, an older brother that also thinks she's spoiled, and the mom just, like, dotes on her, dotes on her, dotes on her. And all she wants is this, like, special doll that is, like, custom after her and it's like the same size as her and it looks just like her and like has like the same clothes and like all this stuff really creepy the doll mm-hmm. arrives and things begin to happen and it's very similar in the sense of like the boy too with like Brahms like Brahms is the one doing this stuff and then the kids getting blamed on it like the doll was deliberately doing things and getting making the, the girl look like the girl was doing it and there's this, like, one scene where they set up, like, the brother finally believes that the girl isn't, like, doing these things, and he realizes that it is it is the doll. And they set up, like, a camcorder, like, in her bedroom. At, or, no, it was actually in the parents' bedroom at night because the mom was, like, oddly obsessed with the doll. There's a lot to unpack here. But <laughs> that you're watching the camcorder footage, and this is my first, like, exposure to, like, found footage type things, too. Um, this doll, you see it get up out of bed, this, like, plastic bitch, and she gets up and, like, walks off frame, and I was like, oh, God, where is she? And then she just pops up in front of the camera, and when I tell you, I lost my mind. Like, I can't even, I, I don't know if I slept for, like, two weeks. I was so shook, because I, I, like, knew it was coming when she got up, but I didn't anticipate it to be as scary as it was, because this doll oh is really scary looking. Um, and just to spoil the whole episode, basically the girl ends up turning into the doll, and then the doll becomes her, and then they get switched back, and it's like a whole thing. Yeah, but it's wild. really effed up for a, a child's show. Oh, it's but really yeah. messed up. But it's, it's clear that, like, Robert, I guess, has inspired a lot of other creepy doll-esque stories. Mm-hmm. He's also the inspiration for Chucky. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, no. Oh, yes. no. Because um, I guess there's, in one of the Chucky movies... Um, it was like Chucky was like apparently like made through like a satanic like voodoo esque like practice too. That's mm-hmm. from like the Robert oh, right. story apparently. Yeah, but yeah, I guess enough talking about other dolls beyond Robert. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're all really affected by scary dolls. Um, but Robert, you know, stayed with Gene throughout his lifetime. At one point, um, Robert, like, inherited, like, their family home in Key West, like, after his parents had passed and things like that. And 
Or not Robert, sorry. Jean. Did I say Jean? I don't even know if I said Jean. I don't know. Technically, they're, they're the, both Robert. Yeah, they're both Robert. They're both Robert. That is true. But Jean inherited the family home in Key West. And then he decided to give Robert his own room in the house. Great. Which, like, that's normal. That's yeah. Healthy. And, like, also, like, that's, like, to me, feeding into the energy that's already present in this doll. Yeah. 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 But, like, go off, Jean, I guess. <laughs> and he, he specifically gave him a room that had an upstairs window so he can overlook the street because he liked to look out windows and things. Yikes. I'm sorry. He liked... <laughs> He liked to look out windows. Yeah, yeah did you? Yeah, but after he would run up the stairs, they would see him like peeking out windows and things. Like if they were like outside the house, or if like they were like gone for like the day. Yeah. So, Jean actually had a wife named Anne, and Anne was really not a fan of Robert. Like, really did no. not like him. That's fair. And yeah, exactly. And she also was not really like that appreciative of her husband's obsession with this doll or mm-hmm. at least like the fact that he was catering to the doll to the point where he's like let's give the doll a room in my house yeah, yeah. so fair she didn't really know too much about any of the other like things that had happened with robert previously like when Jean was growing up so she just knew there was something off with robert but she like couldn't quite place what it was and she really wanted Jean to lock robert up in the attic and Jean, obviously trying to make his wife happy was like you know what Maybe I will. So he locks Robert up in the attic, right? Um, now, kids, where do we think this is going to go? No, we're good. Is the doll going to, like, walk out of the closet? Hmm. Funny you say Robert that. Robert comes out of the closet. Oh, my God, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> With his glowing skin. <laughs> He's like, hi, guys. <laughs> um, um, so... Like, you can imagine, Robert was really not happy with this arrangement that he was being being put upstairs in the attic. Mm -hmm. And when they would have visitors over, they could hear constant footsteps and, like, pacing in the attic. They would also hear, quote, devilish giggling. Okay. And then neighborhood children that would walk to school um, would see Robert peeking out of the upstairs bedroom window, not the attic. And he would, like, mock them as they were going to school. And it got to the point where, like, these kids were getting so upset that, like, someone finally told Jean, like, you have this, like, weird, like, doll thing, like, making fun of our kids. And, like, our kids are freaked out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Jean's like, I put Robert in the attic. Like, Robert is not in that bedroom. Oh, God. So he goes to investigate. Sure enough, Robert was in the bedroom and just sitting in his rocking chair by the window. So Jean proceeded to lock Robert back up a few times, but he would always appear back downstairs in his bedroom. So, he was clearly still very, very active at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 1974, I know I didn't say the year that, like, this story started, but I don't know if there was a birth date for Gene Otto, but who cares? This is his death date. Um, actually, I don't know specifically, but it was 1974. Um, I think he just died of, like, natural causes. I don't think it was, like, yeah. Robert didn't kill him. Robert really liked Gene, mm-hmm. I think, is what we should be getting from this. Like, they were mm-hmm. friends, and I think a lot of the, like, playing around at things was, like, Robert trying to, like, play with Gene when, like, even if Gene was, like, not in the mood to play or things like that. Like, because he never mm-hmm. did anything to harm Gene, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, but basically, Gene Otto died. Um, and I also realized I just, I didn't mention, Gene was, um, he grew into, like, an artist, and he was, like, pretty well-known and talented, and, like, people knew of him in the area, and he really wanted to turn his house into, like, an art museum, but it never happened, obviously, because he passed away. And the house is still standing. It's called the Artist's House. Um, mm-hmm. So people kind of, like, knew of this house, 
And so after he died, other tenants began to like move into the home. But I should also mention, Robert, I guess, was just kind of like left in the house. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so no. Um, in the attic to be found. Great. So other tenants, when they would first move in, they would hear footsteps in the attic and be like, what the heck was that? And then there was one occasion where there were new owners that had a young daughter who was, quote, delighted to find Robert the doll in the attic. Because obviously if you're a young kid, you're like, oh, cool, new toy. I don't know why mm-hmm. all these kids, though, see, like, creepy toys and they're like, perfect, yeah. my new plaything. Because that's literally what happens in The Boy 2 also. Yeah. Um, he just finds a doll well, in the Well, in The Boy 2, he, like, digs it up out of the ground. Yeah. Which is it's nasty. the worst. But she was really excited about having Robert in the house. And then this changed very quickly because the girl began to claim that the doll was alive and wanted to hurt her. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and she often woke up in the middle of the night screaming in fear because Robert was, like, moving around the room. Not fun. And then there was another time where there was, like, a plumber, like, working in the house. And he heard giggling as he was, like, doing his work. And he turned around and Robert had, like... I guess whatever room he was in, like, Robert was also there. And then Robert had, like, shifted, like, to the other side of the room. And he was, like... Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Disgusting. And then um, there's this guy named Malcolm Ross, who is a um, reporter for the Solaris Hill paper. I guess... I'm assuming it's a paper. Maybe it's a magazine. It didn't say. It just said Solaris Hill. But I guess he visited the house and specifically to visit Robert. Because at this point, Robert, like, people in the neighborhood, like, knew that there was something weird in the house with the doll... I mean, there was enough people that had gone through the house and, ex- like, had an experience with Robert that, like, people were talking about it. So it kind of just became, like, a thing, like, before Robert moved to where his permanent home is now that people would, like, just visit this house to, like, check out Robert. And um, this was a quote from Ross after he visited Robert. <clears throat> it was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as if he was asking himself, who are these people in my room and what are they going to do with me? And then as Ross's visit continued, um, Ross was told of Robert's backstory and Ross began to notice a change in the doll's expression as if he was following the conversation. And an example of this was there was one of the people that was also in the house remarking that like Gene Otto must have just been this like crazy old man that was like keeping this doll around. And Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. No, no. Yeah. And and then Ross also said, um, quote, there was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us. No, I very much don't don't like it. Yeah. And like, all of you should look at the picture of Robert because I don't, I I mean, his face must be like very, like it must be very noticeable when he changes his expression because I don't see where it could be changing other than like if there was some weird like creepy shit going on like mm-hmm. it's not the kind of doll space that you can like move it around and like mm-hmm. change things to it so mm-hmm. it's very like life like it's not very yeah. doll like yeah. it's more like to the realistic side yes and like it's yeah. faded yeah but you can tell that it was supposed to be like as accurate as possible yes mm-hmm. yes it just makes it worse in my opinion I agree. And that's probably why that weird wood wool was, like, stuffed at him, too. Because I feel like that probably Ooh, made yeah. him feel more real. Mm. Like, it, it wasn't, like, fluffy. It was, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, gross. Um, yeah. And then at a certain point... Um, oh, actually, it was later on in 1974. So, this was the same year that Otto died. Um, this woman named Myrtle Roeder purchased the home. And she actually decided to become Robert's companion for a little bit. 
Um, just because I think she'd heard so much about it. She probably was like, Robert just wants a friend, and that's why he's acting like this. I would never do that, Myrtle, but I guess good for you. Um, so she ended up moving from the auto home at a certain point, and then she actually took Robert with her. So Robert finally left the house. And then eventually, in 1994, she donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, claiming, quote, um, Robert moved around her house on his own and was haunted. So, yeah. Also, just for reference, Myrtle Myrtle died shortly after she donated Robert, but Robert was still very much so active. So I don't think Robert had anything to do with it, but... Yikes. Maybe he did. Like, who, who actually, who knows? Because maybe he was upset that, like, she gave him away. Yeah. Who knows? It's so weird. Yes. So, Robert is still at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Um, and the museum staff were very much so aware of, like, when Robert was brought in. Something, some sort of energy change happened in the museum. Like, there was just something off. And Robert started off not initially on display, but he was already mildly popular in the Key West area um, due to his previous, quote, haunted reputation. And mm-hmm. people began to go to the museum just to see him, even when he was not on display yet. So this prompted the museum to actually put him out. And then some weird stuff began to happen. So people swore that he was, like, moving around in his glass box. Like, there would be, like, slight changes that suggested he had moved because there would be no reason for him to, like, mm-hmm. be in a different position unless someone had opened the box themselves. There were also claims from, like, workers that, like, at night they would hear things and, like, they swore that, like, Robert was, like, escaping the box at night, but then they would, like, <gasps> go back in because they'd find him in, like, a different position. Gosh. I hate that. So... I mean, this is also another reason why, like, the workers were just really uncomfortable once he arrived. And then mm-hmm. um, when people would show up to visit Robert, obviously, what you got to do when you see something cool that's haunted is you got to take a picture with it. <laughs> um, but cameras and other electronic devices were not working in his presence. And oh, also, this is probably because you cannot take a picture of Robert without asking him for permission first. Right. I forgot about that. Great. Yeah. Hey, he's so, all about consent. That's fair. You know, yeah, exactly. Actually, we, we stand Robert for that. Oh, well, two reasons. His glowing skin and his um, <laughs> emphasis on consent. Right. But Absolutely. Basically, if you don't ask for permission, though, like really horrible things have happened. So examples are people have gotten into car accidents, oh. have broken bones, have lost jobs, have gotten divorced and like other things. So you really got to ask this doll permission before he took a picture with him and soon after like people were taking pictures and like horrible things were happening to them after these letters just began to like arrive for the doll at the museum offering apologies for disrespectful behavior or asking for forgiveness and if you go visit robert today there's actually a bunch of the apology letters like put up in the display box that he's in oh my god um yeah so robert is still there you can go visit him i don't know if the museum is open at the moment but i do know that he is still very much so a, an exhibit at this museum and this is why my sister really wants to go because she wants to go she probably honestly tara knowing tara and tara i know you're listening um she would probably just like want to take a picture without asking permission to see what happens i'm not about that so we'll see yeah but, tell her not to please <laughs> yeah um tara this is this is all the three of us saying do not um i mean i kind of yeah. want to see what would happen but Okay, well, you and Tara can go in alone, and Rose and I will stand outside, and I guess we'll wait. Actually, we won't get into the same vehicle as you after. We'll go somewhere else. Rose and I will go get... Right. Rose and I will go to a nice Florida beach, and 
yeah we'll yeah, um, we'll, we'll go separately and um not travel in cars or planes with you in any time in the near future yes <laughs> okay. yeah sure but yeah so right. that's basically robert I, I will also say um one of the youtube videos i watched which is it's like the if you look go into youtube and you type like robert the doll it's like the one with like a million views like the big one mm-hmm. um if you go through the comments there were like hundreds upon hundreds of comments of people writing into youtube comments sorry for watching this video without your permission robert like sorry 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 like it's it's i was like Oh my God. I, at first I was like, LOL, that's funny that they think that Robert knows that he's, they're watching this YouTube video. And then I was like, does Maybe he, he does. Yeah, so I guess as I wrap this story up, Robert, the three of us are very sorry that we're talking about you without asking first. But mm-hmm. we hope you appreciated our humor because we think we're funny. And we complimented your skin a couple times. So mm-hmm. Yeah. We only strive to give you the utmost respect Exactly. Yes. Love the Nightmare Girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's Robert the Doll. Finally got to talk about him. I really hope we don't get haunted now. Thanks, Meg. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I know. I've really figured, again, as we get closer to October, like, might as well start bringing in stories that might potentially harm us. Yay. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, what fun would that be if we didn't have any creepy things happen to ourselves? No, Crazy. he's gen- he's it, he scares me probably one of the most out of yeah. all the things yeah for some reason just I know, well i just like there doesn't seem to be he doesn't need to have like a, a reason like he'll just like not like you just for like being around him which i think mm-hmm. is odd and like and also just so many people have seen things and like have had experiences with him and like he i mean I, from all this research that i did he didn't seem like he was very keen on like hiding the fact that like he is not a living thing, and yet he can do all these things. Right. Yeah. Oofta. Oofta. Yikes. So, yeah. Also, cool. do you know oofta is a thing that they say here in Minnesota quite a lot? Really? Oofta. Yes. Is that where, yeah, they... where did it come from? Is it Minnesota? I don't know. Cause... Well, they, they, I was told by a couple of Minnesota people that that's like a, a slang term that they use here. It's just like oofta, and it's spelled with a U. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Oofta. I started saying it as like a joke, and now I can't stop saying it. So, <laughs> so maybe you have a little Minnesota in you. Maybe. Ooh, That's maybe. Oofta. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota. And eh? Anna offended all of our Minnesota listeners. Ooh, That's I'm okay. sorry. I, 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 as as a current Minnesota Canadian, is that is that the word? Minnesota. I'll just I'll formally listeners. forgive Anna. <laughs> right. We have an honorary Minnesota Minnesota right. Minnesota. It's been a, it's been a month this week. Wow. Aww. Wow. Yes. Isn't that crazy? That wow. is crazy. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. But anyway, I guess, Rose, yeah. tell us about a cryptid, because sure I don't know how you're going to top the vegetable lamb of tartar. Honestly. <laughs> it can only go down. <laughs> um, yeah, this one's rather short, but okay. I still think very interesting. Um, I don't know if it's better than the vegetable lamb, but um, <laughs> I did enjoy doing the research. Um, this is... A creature that I think we all know a little something about, actually. So, our dear friend Patrick requested that I cover the basilisk. (gasps) Ooh! Yay! Oh, that's fun. Also, that Uh gives us a platform to talk about how trash of a human being J.K. Rowling is. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of funny that Meg and I are both singing in front of our Gryffindor banners as well. Oh, yeah. We are. Um... (laughs) 
and separate I would say, the art from the artist. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say, we're in the camp very much so where like Harry Potter has become ours, that it's no longer the author's mm-hmm. story. Like, it's become something much bigger. Yeah, and it's helped a yeah lot definitely. And I feel like you can't take away that experience at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But J.K. Rowling's trash, and she's transphobic, and if you don't know that, now you know. Look it up so. and don't support her anymore. Yeah, don't yeah. support her anymore, because we don't. So... I mean, I don't want to speak for the both of you, but I do not speak no, for anyone. Yeah, no, I think we're same. all of the same. We're all yeah. on the same page there. <laughs> but anyway, bas- yep. back to the basilisk. Bas- yeah, so basilisks. Basilisk. I want to move on, Meg. Basilisk. So I guess this one is like technically more of like a legend than a true cryptid. I know I have to get back on the cryptid track, but it is it is a monster. Um, and it's spooky season, so we need more monsters. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, speaking of, I have a question, Rose, for you as you yeah. start this. What is the difference between a monster and a cryptid? Well, so, like, cryptids tend to be more like the UFOs of them, you know? Like, like they're unidentified creatures or something that, like, is documented existing and, like, we don't really understand what it is. Hmm. Whereas, okay. like... Things like, you know, zombies and vampires are like more like monsters, you know, where it's like probably partially fiction, but like definitely comes from a long historical legend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rather, yeah. Interesting. So, <laughs> I was wondering. I've always wondered that, so. Yeah, it's kind of a fine line, but I'm not going to um, discriminate, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll still tag our Instagram posts with hashtag monsters, so. Okay, we get good. those people. We get the, <laughs> the monster crowd in. <laughs> people who are obsessed with energy drinks, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Just all those Why Kyles. Why is this on my feet? Kyles oh, out there, are like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and then they go punch a wall. Yeah. That that name it makes perfect sense. Also, I know you guys talked about it on, if you haven't listened to Two Philosophy Writers, um, oh. Rose and Anna have a separate podcast where they talk about f- philosophical things, and I think one of the first episodes you guys did, you talked about names. Yeah. <laughs> and you, like, determine someone's, yeah, it's funny, but Kyle's definitely that kind of name, where they chug monster, and they'd be pissed yeah. if we posted monster pics <laughs> in their monster tag. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I just thought, you know, the basilisk deserves a little moment in the spotlight, so let's dive into it. So... What is a basilisk, you're wondering? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. Um, so it's a European legend, um, a reptile that is also known as king of serpents, which is fun. Did you know? Sexy. Wow. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, legend has it that the basilisk is produced when an egg from an old chicken or some sources say a rooster is hatched by a toad or a serpent. Yes. Okay, there's a lot of like biological <laughs> <laughs> So it's some cross between a chicken and a serpent or maybe a toad. So like I guess so like the, I, I mean obviously I'm not like a monster with like these sorts of capabilities, but like it, it would be like if I took a chicken egg and like treated it like my own little baby and then it hatched and was like a little crazy hybrid animal yeah because <laughs> like what Anna looks so scary basically. <laughs> it doesn't make any well, like, sense snakes have eggs chickens have eggs uh, maybe well, they guess... get mixed up Ooh, what? we don't we don't lay eggs so i guess anywho what? but <laughs> don't question it. neither of you are making it any clearer it's 
it's a chicken egg that is hatched by a reptile. I get it. So it's but half it, and I just half. don't get it. You Deal know? with it, Anna. It's the half okay. and half of cryptids. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> it's the Arnold Palmer of cryptids. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, in like Harry Potter, it's just basically a big snake. Yeah. But, um, according to more traditions, basilisks are said to have the tail and body of a snake, but it has a rooster's head, legs, wings, and crest on its on the top uh, of its head. Okay, see, I was just seeing a big snake, and I was like, how does toad and chicken equal big snake? Yeah. But that makes a little so, more sense. <laughs> right. So the reason it's called king of the serpents is because the crest is shaped like a, like a crown. Uh, okay. Um... And its skin is apparently either black and yellow or khaki camouflage. Khaki, khaki camouflage? No. Khaki God, camouflage. that's the worst kind of person who wears khaki camouflage. Oh, like camouflage khakis on khakis in general, and I was going to say the professional field that I'm in, I have to wear khakis quite often. Yeah, so I, I appreciate hate... if you didn't disrespect them like that. I hate khakis, I'm sorry. No, I, I mean, I'm not a fan. I wore mine yesterday for, um, for work reasons, and I was, like, not thrilled <laughs> i was yeah. like please get me out of my khakis as we might know from the wonderful world of harry potter it is said to have the power to kill with only a single glance right mm. according to different legends uh the basilisk is able to kill with its gaze and cause and in others it says it can cause vegetation to wither instantly see okay maybe a little bit more obscure but not really i'm rereading my uh, childhood favorite book series, Percy Jackson. Uh-huh. Whoop, whoop. And they show up in the the second series. And oh, they are, right. like, little snakes with oh. crests, and they, like, kill the dirt around them, and they spit poison. So it's, like, oh, kind of right. different. I completely forgot. I Okay, I need to reread Percy Jackson. I've been wanting to. Also, Rick Reardon is an author that you can support because he's yes. inclusive. He's amazing. He's so he's great. wonderful. Yeah, like absolutely. his newer series, like Magnus Chase, is absolutely great for like inclusivity yes. and like. Yeah, I agree. I've only read the first one of those, but it was so good. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. So anyway, so... read Rick Reardon. Don't read J.K. Rowling. His basilisks <laughs> are more accurate. Anyway, I don't know why I cannot mm-hmm. say that word for a second. Sorry. Basilisk. Basilisk. Sure. Why do you have a lisp when you say it? I don't know. I don't usually Basilisk. Basilisk. Sorry, Rose. and Bethkalis. So, uh, actually, um, there's a really early account of basilisks in written by Pliny the Elder. Um, ah, I know him. Oh, Pliny. Yeah. Plin. My bit. Plin T-E. Yeah. Okay. So he says... I hate that you just said that. I'm going to keep moving on. <laughs> cool. But so he says that there's like a basilisk. He describes a basilisk of Cyrene, which is a small snake that leaves a deadly trail of venom behind as it moves, and its gaze is equally lethal. So I just thought that was really interesting, like the mention of, I don't know, leaving some leaving behind some kind of venom in some, some way. Ew. Is it this like, thing is super is- deadly. It's like poison snail film. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like a phlegm trail. Oh my god. Right? Remember when I thought phlegm in Harry Potter was pronounced phlegm? Phlegm. <laughs> phlegm. Yeah. Oh, what a Anyway. Time. Um, so I actually, I wrote in my notes here because I was curious and I wondered what you guys think. 
I, I, I just, I wonder if, like, it's in any way related to the story of Medusa, because, you know, they have the same vibe. <laughs> I was just gonna ask that. I don't I know, like, I couldn't oh. find any answers about it, but, like, yeah. Like, the basilisk? Turning people to stone, yeah. Well, because I, I thought about it when um, Anna started talking about how it was in Percy Jackson, because I can, or Heroes of War, yeah. or, whichever, or whichever one that it's in, I because I, I completely Fear forgot that, but when you said that, I started to remember, and then I was like, does it have anything to do with Medusa? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I couldn't find answers, but, like, I don't see why not. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's some sort of Greek tale out there, because why else would they be in, in Percy Jackson? Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... So now you're wondering, this thing <laughs> sounds terrifying. What do I do about it? Right. Uh, yep. Kill how it. Do I, yeah, how do I kill it? So to briefly interject, <laughs> could either of you tell me anything about the short story Ricky Ticky Tabby by Rudyard Kipling? No, oh my God, wait. I read it so long ago, Ricky Ticky Tabby? Oh, I'm thinking of Ticky Ticky Tumbo. No. Chicka chicka boom boom. Okay. Tiki tiki tembo. A told B and B told C. I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree. Tiki tiki tembo no serembo. Airy cherry boochie fell at the bottom of the well. Rose, you just created a monster out of the two of us. I don't even say anything that you. We're not saying anything. We're just. I You said it was um. You said it was Redyard Kipling, right? Yeah. I've read I've read that story before, but Same. it was a very long time ago. Yeah, Wait, I can read you say it in the like name middle school? Ricky Ticky Tavi. Chicka Chicka. That's not the one that makes zero sense, is it? Kind. I mean, they all make zero sense. But so it. <gasps> oh, oh, Kipling! <laughs> she just came from. Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling, check your DMs. <laughs> yeah, Rose, Rose sent you very angry messages. <laughs> no, Rap I don't know, but. So, like, I mentioned it only because as I was reading this next bit about the origin of the basilisk, it references, like, the predator-prey relationship between mongooses and cobras as is depicted in Ricky Ticky Tavi. Wait, question. Is a mongoose a bird or is it a ferret? It's like a weasel, It's right? a ferret. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, I just wanted to Anna. clarify because I hear mongoose and I immediately think bird. Because it has no, goose in it? No, it doesn't have anything yes. to do with geese. <laughs> <laughs> oh Meg what am I going to anyway. do with you <laughs> the thing is the basilisk apparently has like one main weakness which is the weasel oh but so according to good old Pliny the Elder um, as well as a few other sources it was specifically the odor of the weasel <laughs> <laughs> dang, so like they would dang. take a weasel and throw it in like the serpent's nest or whatever and like the basilisk's nest and it would apparently I don't know not be able to fight it but like that's so it's believed that like it's this kind of belief is related to the whole like the fact that like the mongoose is the natural predator of cobras and like one of the only animals that actually kills cobras because like wait right a weasel can kill a snake a it was believed that the weasel was the only thing that could kill the basilisk yeah that's a thing yeah but snakes have fangs 
Yeah, but right. What is it? I'm. Can I look up a picture of a mongoose before we move further? Because this is eating yeah, me. Yeah, they're scary. Alive. Go, go for it. <laughs> but yeah. So it. <gasps> Why is that an evil, evil creature? Why does it yeah, look exactly. like that? Wait, now I want to look it up. Wait, no, I wait, no, Anna, wait, right wait, Anna. I'm gonna send the picture I have. I'm gonna send the picture. Because I don't. Li- oh my god, I almost <laughs> said that to people that were not you, and they would have been like, "Please get away from me." Hey, check out this mongoose. <laughs> Hey girl, you want to see my mongoose? Oh gosh! Oh my god! Okay, wait, let me see. Oh, I don't like. Okay, it. actually, this one's He's cute. cute. I would, this one I would take in. Wait, I'm gonna show you that this one's my son. This one, ju- <laughs> it just looks like a tiny bear, like a bear yeah. if it would had like a growing disorder. This one gives off the same energy as my dog. Oh, this one looks so kind. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind. Aww. The other one's evil. That's all okay. you need to know. But yeah, so like. That's supposed to be, like, the reason why, you know, the weasel was supposed to be able to kill the, the basilisk. I see. I you were going to say the Muppet for a second, and then... I the... almost said mongoose on the wrong word, and I don't know why you went to Muppet. <laughs> what does that say about you as a person, Meg? Okay, I, I warned y'all. I don't know where I am today. No okay, thoughts fair. in my head. Just wine. Just no pants, wine. either. No pants, either. Nope. That's, that's um... a Nightmare Girls exclusive. <laughs> Hey, I live alone. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, by some accounts, the weasel is only immune, or the weasel is the only animal that is immune to the basilisk, basilisk's gaze, and thus one of the only animals that could kill it. Otherwise, it was believed that um, the basilisk could be killed by the sound of a rooster crowing. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, I do yeah. remember remember that i don't know if that was mentioned specifically in harry potter oh no wait all the didn't all the chickens die get killed yes yes yep you're absolutely right because Ginny was possessed by tom riddle and Mm -hmm. killed all the roosters that hagrid had yeah that wasn't in the movie that was just in the books no because the Mm -hmm. movies i love the movies but you need to watch them as separate art because there's so many missing details oh Um, for sure yeah but that's that's it i completely forgot about that thank you Mm -hmm. um for bringing that up Essentially, the basilisk cropped up through like all different kinds of stories and legends throughout time, mostly in European culture, and is likely some kind of snake that was misidentified a long time ago. It doesn't really explain it, but like, so I guess it seems there's like, I guess there's, to me, it seems like there's a chance that something that like, looked this odd existed at some point and was like terrifying people mm-hmm. and like because clearly like it left an impression <laughs> but yeah. and like there are still like there are plenty of da- animals that like weren't properly documented or identified until like more recently so like i guess i fully believe that like before we figured out what this thing was like if it's just some kind of snake now like people were just absolutely scared shitless by this big snake like <laughs> yeah okay. yeah Anna, Meg, do you have a conspiracy? Theory oh boy, for do us. I? Yeah. <laughs> Anna. So anyway, let's talk about uh, Disney's Frozen Head. <gasps> Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Frozen Head. Fuck oh my yeah. god! Disney's yes, Frozen Head. Disney's Frozen Head. So my Anna sources I get to chant. <laughs> <laughs> My sources, Screen Rant, Biography, Mental Floss, and of course, Wikipedia. 
Um, I just want to point out one of the articles was literally titled Disney on Ice. <laughs> That's so horrible. It's <laughs> so awful, but so funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Walt Disney passed away on December 15th, 1966 due to complications with lung cancer. Um, not long after his passing, rumors began to spread that Walt, before his death, had arranged to have either his whole body or maybe just his head uh, cryogenically frozen. So, what does that mean? What is cryogenic? Yes, I was just going to ask. I'm I'm going to pronounce it wrong so many times. Cryogenic freezing? It's cryogenic, and I I always want to say chirogenic. (laughs) But anyway. That'd be funny. It's like Kylo Ren, but not. Kylogenic. Why do, okay, also, why do people thirst over Kylo Ren? You have to see the movie. Adam Driver is, like, not that attractive no i mean like i will say i i hear i hear where his voice is high oh, but yeah. i also like don't i do, i don't know of him physically he's maybe, he's maybe, like maybe if his face was kind of, no he's i don't like get the it like new people... benedict Cum- cumberbatch yeah like yeah. objectively no he's not that cute but like that scene where he takes off his helmet for the first time mm, yeah. okay fair also um, <laughs> he's like He's pretty tall, right? He's kind of uh-huh. like, yeah. He's very tall and like kind of built and like oh, a yeah. the internet way. loves Big a hand. tall man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is uh, yes. <laughs> so Kylo Ren freezing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the low temperature freezing of either a human, an entire human corpse, or <laughs> just a human head. No. Cool. In temperatures around negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit, Good. with the hope that someday in the future, medical technology will be able to resurrect these people to live again. Hell no! So it's basically dead, exactly what everyone that. thinks. <laughs> like, no. freeze dead bodies super cold, someday we will be able to bring them back to life. But, like, did they have that technology back then? They, well, we still don't have the technology, obviously, to resurrect people. But yes, they did have the technology. It was brand new. Oh, I don't like, oh, I just got chills. I just got chills. Yikes. So did Disney. Wow. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) I appreciate you, Rose. Thanks, Santa. The first confirmed body or person to be cryogenically frozen was a Dr. James Bedford in 1967. So that's the year after Walt dies, but then again, Walt did die in December of 66. Mm. And this technology did exist then. It just hadn't actually been used yet. And it was used shortly after his death. I think it was Mm. like a little over a month after his death, the first person was frozen. (laughs) And as of 2014, uh, I couldn't find any more recent info, but anyway, as of 2014, about 250 bodies have been cryogenically frozen, and about 1,500 other people have made arrangements to be frozen when they die. Oh my. So I'm guessing it's a whole lot more now. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. For some reason. It like yeah, it really like creeps me out. Just like, imagine working at one of these facilities and you just walk into this room full of like, you know, a dozen 
frozen corpses. <laughs> I just like, what makes you think you deserve to come back? <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's a, that sounds horrible. And like, I, I also get people like fear death and like, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, it, and it would be cool to see if the technology did work. But I just like, what? Why? Like, everyone you know is gonna be dead when you wake up. So like, I don't exactly. understand. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's ugh. and there's been cases where there's like been machine malfunctions and the freezing stops Ooh, and no. the, they just on thaw oh no and then have to be <laughs> disposed of but it's ugh, i hate it when i die i'm gonna be dead yeah please yeah. cremate me yeah, yeah honestly <laughs> sprinkle my ashes over um a dunkin donuts parking say. lot a what? A Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. Oh, I for a second I thought you said like the liquor store parking lot. I mean I that like, too. I was like first of all, I was gonna say Taco for me. Bell. <laughs> oh, okay, all three of all three of us mixed together. <laughs> oh my god. And one ashy taco. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, sorry, disgusting. We're, we're horrible. We were actually really horrible. Continue. Anyway, why did this rumor start about Walt Disney? So one of the big contributing factors was a famous Los Angeles Times interview done in 1972 with uh, Bob Nelson, who is the president or was the president of the Cryonics Society of California. And in this interview with the LA Times, Nelson talked about how he got a call from Walt Disney Studios prior to Disney's death. And the person on the other line didn't say why but they asked extensive questions about the process the facilities etc 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 that's fishy as hell right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and but in the same interview nelson does say that disney never actually went through with it and says that disney was in fact cremated however the fact that the studio was seriously looking into it shortly before disney's death sparked like a ton of conspiracies that disney like did in fact fact get cryogenically frozen and either nelson you know maybe he signed something and he had to lie or maybe he was like not involved and he went through someone else um Mm. and so there's been a few other things that have helped this theory slash rumor grow so one thing is there were two separate biographies of walt disney's life one was by leonard mosley titled Disney's World, <laughs> and the other was Mark Elliott's Walt Disney, Hollywood's Dark Prince. <laughs> Sorry. <What's> <laughs> Sorry, not as good as Daddy Walt as the three of you <laughs> right. came up with during the episode I was not present for. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Daddy Walt. Daddy Walt's watching, yeah. <laughs> In both of these biographies, the authors didn't exactly, well, no, they, they did more than hint at the fact that Walt had an obsession with death and i've actually seen other stuff about this before like certain plot lines or scenes from older disney shows and movies that mm-hmm. are weirdly like dark and death related bambi um, yeah <laughs> yeah and especially like like old old disney like there's a lot of yeah stuff like snow white sleeping beauty yeah exactly and so both of these authors also hinted at this obsession with death may have led him to look into cryogenic 
freezing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, even if he didn't use it, but people still oh God, think. Is he like the real life Sleeping Beauty? <gasps> oh, I don't sorry, I just like it kissing. because I'm just like imagine Sleeping Beauty with like creepy music, but it's like a frozen body like waiting to be woken up by like, and the prince is like a machine. Oh God, that's the kiss that makes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a short horror film. Film students, get on that shit. You'll get an A. Yeah. <laughs> seriously also for some reason a ton of people think that they stored disney's frozen body in a secret underground area underneath the pirates of the caribbean ride at disney yeah i heard that i heard that literally no no one knows where this rumor came from there's (laughs) there's like no reason it should have started but it's it's there the pirate the pirates ride is just like something else have either of you been on the pirates ride Mm -mm. no okay so there's a weird obsession with that ride to begin with. Like people like are obsessed with the scent of the water or like want to drink the water. It's like something weird like that. And like there's just a lot of like and the animatronics are like kind of sca- like the first time I went on it, I was I was like, is that literally a an actor playing Captain Jack Sparrow? But it was literally a robot. Like it's a odd ride. So maybe the idea of it being under there is because of like the the obsession with the the water because it would be like beneath because it's like a boat that you ride through the ride yeah or maybe mm-hmm. or maybe it's because of its like lifelikeness like that makes the most sense as to where it would be because those things aren't alive but they yeah but then maybe. same 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 brain why don't you just put it under it's a small world honestly yeah Ugh. I hate that ride yeah me too Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, we just like shit on Disney's life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these rides. Sorry. <clears throat> I don't know. I've never been to Disney, so. It's a small world. It's fun the first time. Uh, it's one of the few things I actually remember about going to Disney because I was like nine. Mm-hmm. It's, and I remember hating it. That's like one of the few things yeah. I remember. I will say what I do appreciate about It's a Small World is, you know, how people throw like pennies into it, like into the mm-hmm. water. They actually once a year scoop all that money out and then they donate it to this little place called Give Kids of the World, which is where Aww. Make-A-Wish kids get to stay when Aww. they go. So I've stayed Aww. there. So yeah, I awesome. mean, I was not the Make-A-Wish kid. My sister was. But like, th- we got to stay there and that money goes towards that foundation, which I think is very nice. But the dolls yeah. are very creepy, I will yeah. say. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's why Disney doesn't want his head under there because people throw coins at it. <laughs> they like, bounce off his frozen <laughs> forehead. They're like, bing. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna... Back to Kylo Ren freezing. Kylo. Yes. So the the other, this is I don't know if you guys have heard this, but another thing that really uh, ramped up this theory again was the release of Disney's hit film Frozen. Yes, mm-hmm. I did hear that. Yeah. So a lot of people think that this film was created and named Frozen in order to take attention away from this conspiracy theory. So before, if you typed Disney oh, Frozen into right. Google, you'd get a bunch of articles about oh. how Walt's uh, corpse is baby cryogenically frozen somewhere, maybe under the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you type Disney Frozen into Google, all you get is stuff relating to the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So Frozen is based on an old fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen called The Snow Queen, and some people think that it naming it frozen is just like kind of weird it's kind of out there if you think about it like why not relate it back to the snow queen in some way right like they're always named in some way after like the the main character like even like 
I don't know if there's an argument for like more recent films being named differently, but like even Moana is yeah. the title character. Okay. Yeah. I think Tangled also makes zero sense, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well right. I'm wondering if Frozen stems from also spoiler for Frozen if you haven't seen it, but at this point, like I feel like everyone has seen it. So if you haven't, I don't know. I still understand. haven't seen the second one, but yeah. Oh, the second, second one made me really sob. Good. It was really okay. good. Mm-hmm. Um but at the very end of the first Frozen movie, Anna gets frozen. Yeah. So like I don't know if that's why they needed that but but i also see what you're saying you know what i mean like yeah they wanted other things to fill the search bar and it did because that movie popped like popped off like oh yeah (laughs) so it's people think it's kind of convenient that the title is the exact word that (laughs) the disney company wanted to be kind of buried in this google search algorithm Mm -hmm. and now maybe this is because walt's head is actually frozen but even if it's not people still think that the film Frozen could have been made simply to get rid of this urban legend from the public mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, according to, like, many former employees and people who work there now, Disney Disney is very obsessed with keeping its, like, family-friendly brand intact mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and keeping up appearances. So having a rumor that its founder's uh, head and or corpse exists buried underneath the ride at Disneyland isn't, like, super family-friendly. Um, and they especially wanted to keep Walt's legacy intact they like even used to edit out cigarettes in Walt's hands in pictures of him Hmm. when he was in the park just to keep his like kid friendly appearance but everyone who knew him knew like he always had a cigarette in his hand so yeah Um, that's pretty much all I have Uh, Frozen maybe it was exists to cover up um cryogenic Kylo Ren mm-hmm. interesting well I think it's very I've always found it very interesting how obsessed I guess you could say like Disney is with keeping the family friendly image because oh, there yeah. are so many dark themes and like dark things that happen that all involve like Disney or the content that the Disney world and like the Disney like franchise I guess like produces so it's yeah. like just like if you owned it people wouldn't be as upset and i get i get the idea of like wanting to protect the innocence for like children and things like that but it's also mm-hmm. like but when it's you're still showing it to them or like it's out there for them to see and you're still insisting that it's not like yeah that's the fucked up because like i mean just if they owned that they had walt's frozen head mm-hmm. people would be like yeah <laughs> yeah people people would pay money to go visit it probably oh my gosh <laughs> they would ew, make ew. bank <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. not saying yeah, I would go, actually. but I'm just saying, like, they would make tons of money. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely they would. would. Yeah. The whole, also, Disney, the whole Disney, don't come after us. Please. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> the whole thing just creeps me out. Like, I don't know why. Just freezing your I, dead body. Um, I read this book. I, I think it's a trilogy, but I don't know if I read the second two, but... Um, I don't know if you've ever, uh, you two have either heard, um, ever heard, sorry, I can't, like, speak all of a sudden. I don't know <laughs> if you two have ever heard of um, Across the Universe by Beth Rebus. No. Okay, so, um, and, and not necessarily, like, freezing, but basically it's a story where, like, at a certain point, it's kind of, like, in the sense of, like, Wally, where, like, the Earth is uninhabitable, mm-hmm. so they try to go to, like, elsewhere, and there's, like, this other planet that they're aware of, but the travel to that other planet is, like, years and years and years and years to the point where like by the time they would get there most of the passengers would be like dead already so they like 
not freeze their bodies, but you know the thing where they put you in like the the gel, like the, what's that? You know, like I don't, I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's like blue. It's gel. There's like an art piece that has like a dead cow inside, and they put it in that gel. Oh god. Formaldehyde, chloramide, something. Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. It's something like yeah, to keep it like fresh looking. Like they put them like in that, and they show like tubes up their nose. But basically, the premise of the story is like all of a sudden someone like yanks the tubes out of someone's like and like they wake up before way before they're like supposed to and it's just like really creepy to imagine like being in that state and then all of a sudden getting suddenly woken up when you're not supposed to be woken up yet also that's that's just like the plot to did you ever see passengers with chris pratt and jennifer lawrence yeah well when that movie was coming out i mean i actually haven't seen it but when it was coming out it like strongly reminded me of that book yeah that's literally the plot i didn't like the movie really but um the yeah, book, I, this book was really good, and that's why I, I actually think I own all three of them, and I never read the other two, but I really liked the first mm-hmm. one. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in creepy shit like that, also go space. Mm-hmm. Space, space is cool. They should send space. Disney's Frozen Head to space. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you, pay, you, pay, you pay tickets to go ride the spaceship with it and then come oh, back. Oh, I was just picturing, like, a tiny little vessel that's, like, just big enough for his head, just, like, that's shooting the, off into wait, the atmosphere. That's, that's the next moon landing. They just have a oh video of Disney's frozen head landing on the moon uh-huh. alone. <laughs> the, most, ship, like... uh, ra- the most fascinating Disney short yet. <laughs> oh, it's just called oh, Walt. <laughs> 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 and, and then it says, it's directed, produced, and written by Meg oh, Brennan, Rosarill, and Anna. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like we need to stop. I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, wow, what a time it's been. It what a time been it's a been. Time. Definitely a very interesting episode. I yes. feel like we've definitely talked about some stuff that's... Def- I mean, we usually talk about things that are creepy, but this episode really had some creepy mm-hmm. shit in it. Mm-hmm. Instant as death. Sleeping Beauty, Disney. Our buddy Robert with the good yeah, skin. Our best Robert friend. with the good skin. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> okay, also for reference, when you do end up looking at a picture of Robert, like, it's clearly not actually skin, so I don't know why we're obsessed with it, but like, <laughs> just move on. Just act like it was normal that we said these things. Mm-hmm. Um, Completely normal. But I guess if you do want to see pictures, um, unfortunately we don't have a picture of Walt's frozen head, but that's fine. Um, we have other we have other content that we'll post, and you should go check out the drinking game that will be posted mm-hmm. yes. before this episode is up. That's awesome. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Nightmare Girls Podcast, on Twitter at Nightmare Girls Pod without the A Nightmare without the I and Girls. Um, our Facebook that's d- literally dead, like Walt. Um, I don't know why Oof. I said that. That was so unnecessary. Oh my um, but it's facebook.com slash Nightmare Girls Podcast. Maybe someday we'll resurrect that for our Facebook users. And you can also send us an email if you want. At the Nightmare Girls Podcast at gmail.com. Yay. Yay. Fun stuff. Also, if you have any suggestions for any creepy things you want us to talk about as we lead up to October, please mm-hmm. send them our way because yes. we want I think the goal is to make that our like scariest month yet. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So, I've got right. some ideas. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeehaw. Um, Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Also, we have, I mean, I guess I should mostly we apologize for the crackhead energy in this episode. It's okay. I forgive you. forgiven. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Bye. Ta-ta. Bye.